Welcome, sentient beings from all known universes and beyond. It's time to activate your cranial downlinks and prepare to receive a raft of discussion on a cosmic ocean of science fiction and fantasy topics, interviews with local area genre devotees, and insightful prognostication by our soothsayers of science fiction, our forecasters of fantasy, and any other beings that happen to get caught in our gravity well. This is the Galactic Driftwood Podcast. Hello there. <laughs> uh, welcome to the Galactic Driftwood Podcast. I'm Bill. I'm Linda. And I'm Chris. And uh, we have a couple of guests joining us on the show today. Uh, Katie Otten, who's uh, who's uh, probably chuckling there because Katie also happens to be the voice of our intro for our show every <laughs> yes, every week. So that's me. Listen, you're yeah, you're listening to Katie. And then uh, we also want to welcome uh, Tim. It's Mantle. Is that, am I pronouncing that right? Yeah. Okay. Yeah, Tim Mantle, who. Um, uh, is also new to the show, first time appearance, and uh, we're going to talk to uh, both of them this week about this new series that uh, they've been working on. Uh, that's officially season one is out now, right? And uh, it's called Inner Worlds. And um, Katie is uh, not only writer producer but also an actor in the series. And uh, Tim is one of the actors from the show. Tim plays a character called Seth. Katie's character is called Bridget, if I remember right. <laughs> and uh, so, uh, Katie, I think we'll start off uh, with you. Okay? Maybe you can explain to our listeners what uh, Inner Worlds uh, is about and where the idea came from for the series. Yes, of course. Um, hi, everyone. Thank you so much for having me here. Um, Inner Worlds is a story that I wrote during COVID because um, as an actor, a lot of things fell away and suddenly I found myself without work. And I thought I'm going to use this as an opportunity uh, to write something I've always wanted to write. And I've always been obsessed with gaming and with Dungeons and Dragons. And so I wrote a little series um, about people that are beginning a campaign together. Um, but I knew from the start that I wanted it to be a little different because I feel like there's so many series out there and shows about people just sitting and playing the game or they record themselves playing. Um, and I think that's so wonderful, but I wanted to make something um, just a little different. And so I focused instead on the actual players themselves and like how the game kind of affects their lives in little ways and, um, and changes them as people, uh, their relationships and all that. So um, so that's really what the story is. Um, season one is out right now on YouTube and it's uh, kind of an introduction to these characters and their campaign together. And then season two will like take that and run with it. And they've been playing now for a while. So um, yeah, it's a little bit about it. It's also, uh, it touches on a few different like mental disorders and anxieties and various things that people deal with. Each of the characters has something they deal with and then how they use the game to like work through some of that. Well, that's uh, <clears throat> that's actually a great segue because uh, my next question was going to be for Tim. And uh, so, Tim, your character has aphantasia. Uh, yep. Can you explain what that is and how that impacts your character in this series? Yeah, totally. Uh, <clears throat> so aphantasia is basically its most basic is the inability to to imagine properly or be able to create like images in your own head. Okay. So Seth really can't, 
in in the form of the show can't really comprehend how Dungeons and Dragons is played because it's a lot of imagination, a lot right. of people talking, and you gotta you gotta picture it. So to him, he just kind of sees like a black cloud. He can't really understand how everyone else is having fun with that game. So his girlfriend kind of takes the time to help him understand, leads him along, and um, <clears throat> yeah, it's kind of aphantasia. Um, and how it <clears throat> impacts him, it kind of, in his daily life, it makes it, it makes it kind of hard to have a bigger emotional connection with some people. They will live moments, like they'll talk the, the, in a past relationship, makes it harder for him to get along with his with his ex because she will remember all these stories. She talks about things and he has trouble picturing it. And she thinks that he's not paying attention or he's not listening properly. So he deals yeah, with a lot, actually, a lot of that. actually see that in one scene, right? Where <laughs> you're in the restaurant together eating and, and she's kind of talking about something and uh, she's, uh, you know, says, uh, you know, are you, why are you staring at the floor kind of a thing? Right. What, <laughs> you know, and you're like, when you're when you're talking about this, are you actually seeing it in your mind? And he can't can't quite right. understand how that works. So, yeah, that was a very interesting part of that. So, and it's kind of interesting as the series goes on, and you see him play D and D. You see at points, um, she kind of describes what's going on, and when it gets to be your turn, you know, like in that one scene where you're be t being taken out of that uh, a jail cell. Right. Mm -hmm. And right. you say, well, can you tell me what I'm hearing and what smells there are and, and all of that kind of stuff? And I thought that was really good because mm -hmm. it really showed how um, someone with that, you know, uh, disability, I guess you would say, uh, mm -hmm. would try to get around that and, and play a game like Dungeons and Dragons that mostly takes place in your mind. Right. <clears throat> so I thought that was very good. So so I guess. Katie, you have a number of interesting characters uh, in the show, and I was wondering if you can talk about where the inspiration for those characters originated. Yes. Oh, I, lo I love talking about them. <laughs> it feels <laughs> like these characters are my best friends. I don't know. I can't explain it. Um, I, when I started writing, for some reason, the characters were the very first most vivid thing to me. Like, they were just they were just there already. Like I, I started to write and they came so easily to me. Um, and a lot of it is, so like Bridget is like very many pieces of myself. And um, then each character, I sort of took things from people that are close to me, friends or family, or people that I play the game with currently. And I just <clears throat> like facets of them and kind of plugged them into these characters. And I wanted them all to really feel kind of well-rounded and like interesting, but also just like people where they have um yeah. they're none of them are perfectly good or bad they're all flawed they're all like trying to figure this out together and uh that was really my goal with them but i i hoped that the audience would find themselves somewhere in one of these characters nice um chris did you have uh anything you wanted to yeah i was curious about what the casting thing. process was for for these characters and, and how you got how you either of you went out and and decided which role you were going to take and and how you found others to take on the roles that you had oh yes um i could definitely i um like i said i wrote bridget for myself because that was just <laughs> i wanted to play her so bad um but the others uh so i mean tim um for sure, Tim and Paige, the two people, um, 
Paige is uh, playing Mackenzie, the DM, and then mm-hmm. uh, Tim, who plays Seth, I like I reached out. They were already in my mind when I started writing these characters. Tim is one of my favorite people to work with ever. So, <laughs> and um, so I was writing a part for him basically. And I, I just knew, I was like, these characters have to be them. And I didn't even consider what would happen if they said no. I just, <laughs> I was like, I have to write this. Um, and thankfully they said yes. And they were so excited and on board. So, so I wrote the parts for them basically. And then the other two, um, Gabby and Chad, I had actually written them with other people in mind, but for various reasons, they couldn't do it. And when these two stepped in, they brought something so new and wonderful to the characters that now I can't see them as anybody else. Um, Great. They really took the characters and made it their own and added themselves a little bit in there. And yeah, it's just perfect. And I couldn't be more thankful. <laughs> and so, t- Tim, when you saw this role to play Seth, what was your initial thought? Was this like, I can't wait to do this? Was this, this will be interesting, a, a challenge for you? What was kind of your feeling there? Oh, yeah. Um, <clears throat> uh, initially, it was, I was taken back by, um, uh, you could, I could see the love and care that Katie had put into it, mm-hmm. just like the initial read. And that got me excited for it more than anything else. Mm-hmm. And then after mm-hmm. then, that brought me into, then it was the, the challenge of doing the character justice and that's always exciting. So it was that initial excitement in Katie reaching out and then reading it and seeing Katie's words and how much she cared for it. Mm-hmm. And then just always, it's always a good thing as an actor that you know that, that there's, that you're going to have fun with it. It's just one of those telltales and yeah. I like oh, some of the it. subtle cues that, that Seth had in there with, with the mug that says meh on it. <laughs> I know, that's book, awesome. Seth's character. Uh, I don't know if it was intentional or not, but there's a scene where Seth goes in and he asks, uh, um, or I forgot, I forgot her name already, but she's, she's working on the project and he's like, are you going to be done by five? And it's already 526. Mm-hmm. It turns around oh, and says, just my luck. Yeah, Mackenzie. He's got a yep. shirt that says, just my luck. And I was like, wow, that just really kind of sets the mood there. There's yeah. some subtleties in there that I really enjoyed out of the character uh, mm-hmm. for Seth. So given given that he, he can have a hard time sometimes communicating, uh, you know, he's always in some manner kind of portraying what he's feeling at the Giving time, out so. that subliminal messaging. Yeah. Yes, yeah. <laughs> I'm so happy you noticed that. Yeah, our, our costumer for season one, her name is Kendra, and she's incredible. And she thought so deeply about every scene and about the characters' outfits and like what says something about them in that moment. And yeah, I love that too. <laughs> so, so that, that kind of brings up another question and, and uh, for me that I hadn't thought of before. And that is, you know, when you're doing a show like this, and you you bring in you know a, a set designer and a prop person and a costuming person right mm-hmm. you're giving you give them the script i assume and they go through it and then do they figure out kind of how they want to do it and then they just come to you and say this is my thoughts and you give them feedback or how does that how does that process work Boy, that's a great question. Um, And every process is so different from different films I've worked on. But I really wanted it to be collaborative because I was like, I'm not an expert on costuming or filming or any of that. And so I really, really placed my trust in those people. Um, Oh, and this like the scene, for example, Bill Hedges designed the whole set for. Oh, so gorgeous. 
And um, yeah, so I, I just, yeah, I gave them the script and I gave them permission to run with it. I was like, please do what you feel is best to tell this story. But then I always had, um, Jessica and I always had kind of the final say in things. And there were times where we were like, actually, we want to go in kind of this direction. So that was nice to know that we would always um, get the final say in what happened. But but I really wanted them to put their own um, expression. Yeah. Yeah. Huh. Interesting. Mm -hmm. Now, that picture you had up, and I don't know if you've got a picture of uh, Linda, of um, Tim as Seth in his outfit, but I had a question. So, uh, Seth, your character plays an angel, but uh, it's certainly not the image of an angel that folks might be familiar with. So can you tell us, uh, kind of describe your angel's appearance and we can kind of see it there, but for people that are just listening to audio only, kind of describe it for us. And uh, were there any costume challenges associated with, uh, with that outfit? <laughs> I can't imagine there couldn't have been. How'd you know? <laughs> uh, so a quick rundown of the character. Uh, so he's an angelic ranger. Uh, he's one with nature. So his, his, uh, he's, an, he's an elf. So I got the ears. I've got the whole Legolas hair going on. I've got the whole sure. tunic and everything. And but uh, coming out of my back, I've got they they were wings, but they're wings that are made out of the, the forest. So they're three branches with there's they, they used to have leaves, and part of the the background is that uh, my ranger uh, fell asleep on duty, and that caused his whole village to get wiped out. So in shame and everything his his wings lost their leaves so their feathers so he can't fly and it's kind of a redemption arc for him uh and the challenges of it uh it was varied it was it was hard to move in it the uh the wings themselves were they were big and they were strapped me in a harness and that restricted a lot of movement so a lot of the time i had I had people that would come up and they basically pick me up and move me to one side instead of the other. <laughs> I was not, I was not a very flexible ranger. And, and uh, yeah. but yeah, that was the, that was the biggest challenge to go through, but I think we, we really made it work. I thought a lot of the direction was good. So it hides a lot of my inability to do cartwheels or roll, fly around the set. So that was good. Right. Yeah. You did a great job. Yeah. As I was watching the, 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 uh, ser or the show, uh, the series, um, there's one part where um, you're you're dramatizing this battle scene, mm -hmm. and you've got a couple of characters that are unconscious on the floor, but you're not. You're still, you know. Yeah. Um, and I and I'm thinking to myself, I bet he's really glad he didn't have to lay on those sticks. Because <laughs> <laughs> that would have been a nightmare, probably. I didn't but, even yeah. think about that. <laughs> And I, I was kind of wondering in my mind, I wonder if they rewrote that scene so that he didn't have to lay on the floor in that outfit, but probably not. But nope, just yeah. didn't even think about it. I love it. <laughs> <laughs> All right, uh, Chris, you got uh, any more for us? Yeah, on on the scenes where you guys were filming, you mentioned you know Bill Hedges uh, did one of the one of the sets. What other various locations did you use? Uh, locally or otherwise in the area uh, to kind of shoot some of the scenes because you do kind of find yourselves in different places watching the series, which is great. Yeah. Oh, yay. Um, well, the main location where um, Seth and Mackenzie live is actually uh, above Dungeon Crate. And I didn't even know they existed until I started working on this, but they're a local Omaha 
place that does, you know, like loot crate and different okay, loot yeah. and things. They do that, yeah, but with D&D stuff. And they send it all over the world. Oh. It's so cool. And huh. they have an apartment upstairs that's owned by a friend of theirs. And they um, kind of just keep it empty for when people come and go out of town. So, so they had an empty apartment. And we were like, oh, my gosh, can we use this and decorate <laughs> it and make it our own? And they were like, yeah, go for it. There it is. Um, so that's where a lot of the gaming takes place. Mm -hmm. But then um, we went to Bill Hedges, like you said. We went to Bellevue Berry Farm. That's where we did a lot of the fantasy stuff. Um, but then for some of the other scenes, like we went to Star Deli in Benson and Yano's Nursery for the tree nursery um, and just various places all over town. Uh, we found a lot of places were very kind and willing to let us come in as long as we weren't kind of at their busy time. Yeah. Case. So how, how do you uh, how do you negotiate that? I mean, do you uh, is it you that's calling them or is it the director that calls these places or do you kind of split up the task and. Well, I'm sort of one of like three head producers. It often falls on me to do that stuff. But um, Mark and Jessica also will sometimes do that. Like, especially if they know someone, then they'll sure. take over I that. But, but yeah, I'll usually just call and explain like, hello, we're this series and we want to come there and shoot stuff. Um, and we can't really pay them, but we can uh, like we'll always send them the footage afterwards or any pictures that we take there so that they can use those too. Cause then hopefully we'll get yeah. some nice shots for them. So. And you credit them in the credits. Yeah. Too. Yeah. Oh, and on yeah, the website yeah. and all that. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> all right. So, um, uh, my next question is, and this could be for both of you guys, what scene came out better than you imagined um, cause you're probably, and, and maybe this is more for you, Katie, cause probably you're writing this and you're imagining this in your mind, how this is going to play out on a, on a show, for example. And, uh, so did anything come out differently than you expected? And was it a happy change or were you kind of like, well, that isn't quite what I was hoping it would be kind of a thing. And maybe, and then, you know, Tim, if you want to jump in, maybe there was a scene you were in that you thought, I'm not sure how well this is going to go out. But then when you saw it, you're like, oh yeah, that turned out a lot better than I thought. Oh boy. I'm curious to know Tim for sure. <laughs> <laughs> um, I think the best answer I can give is everything is different than I imagined, but that's, yeah. that's good and bad. You know, like there yeah, were a sure. lot of scenes that turned out so much better than I could have imagined or different um, because the actors will like add things to it and the um, location will change things. Sometimes we had to change things very suddenly and we had to just kind of improvise and do our best or we ran out of time or whatever. Um, but overall, I'm so very happy with how it looks. Um, and <laughs> yeah, there's me as an elf. It's great. <laughs> and, um, Your makeup is amazing. Oh, yes. That's yeah. Heather Waite. She's incredible. She did all the makeup. Um, she's doing it again for season two. So, oh, we're so I mean, great. you look like a guy here. Yes, that's the goal. <laughs> <laughs> um, a nice looking guy, I might add. <laughs> oh, thank you. Thank you. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I think, um, especially in particular, the episode called Just a Day, where it's like a music video, basically. Um, and that music is by another local um, band called Bakmai. They're amazing. And they let us use their music for free. It's so incredible. And I, when I wrote that, I was like, I don't know. This is going to be out of place and like uh, unlike any other episode. And I'm not sure how this is going to feel in the end. But I really, really like how it turned out. And I think 
it just gives you a glimpse into each of their lives when they're apart from each other, mm-hmm. when we don't really get that much before that. And um, I don't know. I, I feel like it almost stands alone, too, and I, I'd like it. Uh, yeah, overall, I'm very happy with how everything turned out, but it is all different than, like, what I imagined, but I think that's good, too. Yeah. All right. <laughs> all right. Tim? Uh, um, <clears throat> I think mine was uh, all the, like, outdoor fantasy scenes. Okay. We did like the Bellevue Berry Farms. It's it's one thing to read it and get excited about it, but I'd never been to the the farm before. Oh really? So I was yeah. like, I was just wondering, like, are we going to be in like some some wooded forest. area, like, <laughs> walk around, and just going sure. there and seeing dolls? One thing, like, oh, these are all really. It was really cool because we got there before everyone else, so we got to yeah. land the land. Like, oh, these buildings look awesome, and then all the extras and showed up, like all these people that had their own costumes, their own makeup. <laughs> it was just, it was amazing to see, and it just it was better than anything I could have ever imagined. So that was inspiring. So, so Katie, did you coordinate? Uh, so all the extras that were in like that particular scene at the berry farm, did you coordinate that with the berry farm, or did you just put out a general call and say, you know, anybody that's interested? How do, how does that work? Um, it was both. There's a group, and for anyone from out of town, the Bellevue Berry Farm is where we do like the local run fairs and that kind of stuff. Um. And there's a group that works there called the Frightful Four Productions, and they know a lot of people. So they brought um, a few of those extras with them. They're like, these are our people, <laughs> our knights and our whatever. Um, and then I put out a call to and just said, anyone who has a fantasy costume, send us pictures. Let us know if you're free this day. And so uh, we were able to bring in a lot. And we need extras for season two, both fantasy and not fantasy. So um, for sure, if you're interested, let us know. But um <laughs> Yeah, it, it was. We were so thankful that so many people showed up because for them it's just like, hey, I get to have a day in costume and hang out with other nerdy people, and we get to shoot some stuff. And yeah, it was right. Fun. Cosplayers love that sort of thing. Yes. <laughs> right, uh, Chris. Uh, yeah, actually, a question for uh, for you, Bill, is what kind of was your best? Uh, so as as we watch the season, you see interesting dynamics between the different characters in there and, and how they interact with each other um one of my favorite ones was actually uh how uh gabby uh interacts with her roommate chad and you see yeah. at one point where you know she she gets a little bit jealous or upset that the chad's not talking to her about uh some of the things that he's going through and everything like that and, and i thought that was a nice a nice call out you know we're roommates you can trust me you can talk to me mm-hmm. kind of thing and when she feels that's not happening she just kind of goes back to her aggression type mode uh kind of thing and so that, that was a scene scene that stood out to me and, and i've seen it happen in real life and do you pray katie you know you, you brought out a lot of different little tidbits of different things that you hope you know resonates with people um so you know was there anything that stood out to you bill in in season one that that was kind of similar in terms of things like yeah. that. <clears throat> yeah. I thought the, um, actually the, um, the ending scene, um, where they're in the apartment there and, and, um, Seth is planning to propose yes. to Mackenzie, right. <laughs> and he's got this whole thing kind of planned out and, uh, you know, he's secreted away the, the, uh, celebratory mm-hmm. cake and all of the champagne or whatever it is there. And, um, <laughs> you get this this beautiful thing planned where everybody's going to talk about their favorite um, happening within the game during the the season that they've played uh, before he uh, proposes to Mackenzie and that process 
doesn't exactly play out the way that oh it was chaotic one would have hoped <laughs> yes and uh <clears throat> you know linda and i are sitting there watching it and you know as we see seth's like yeah here's what i want to do i want to do this in front of everybody and linda and i are like Oh, that's not <laughs> <turn out> well. <laughs> this is yeah. not going to go down well. Yeah. So, uh, yeah. So it was fun to watch that play out. And because uh, we knew it wasn't going to go. Something was going to happen. Yeah. yeah. Oh, I love so, that. Yeah. And my lingering question at the end was now, what's he going to do with that cake? <laughs> yes. Yeah. What yeah. Right? Same thing. Yeah. Yeah. Mm -hmm. So I, I, so now you've already started work on season two, right? Yeah. yeah. So is season two going to kind of pick up right where season one left off or is there going to be kind of a gap in there or is that, or is that you want to leave that to, uh, to a reveal when it airs? I'll give you a few little tidbits. Um, okay. <laughs> not too much. Um, <laughs> so season two will pick off, pick up, um, like a few months later. Um, yeah, here's a poster for season two. Yay. And um, yes, so everything has kind of fallen apart. Um, Gabby has left the game because of what happened. And uh, everyone is trying to figure out what their next steps are. Um, so that's kind of where things will be. Uh, but yes, a little time has passed for sure. Okay. All <laughs> right. Um, so now as you're <clears throat> shooting this, um, you've obviously got this script. How rigorously did you stick to the script while shooting? And were there any parts that you had to improvise? And also, were there any things that maybe happened unintentionally or accidentally during the filming that you ended up leaving in because you're like, oh, this turn, this actually is is pretty good. I'm going to leave that in there. Yeah. Um, you can answer if you want to. I, I feel like I've been talking a lot. <laughs> Uh, I think the majority of my scenes, I always stay pretty close to the script. I know there were a few times where the, some of the actors, I think like Paige and uh, Trey, Paige played Mackenzie and Trey played Chad. They got they got to have some fun to do some improv with some some stories. But I think a lot of mine was was pretty close to the scripts. Um, uh, I think we Katie and I played around with how Seth would would act between the dialogue. So I stayed mostly to the dialogue, but I got to. I got to play around with what Seth did physically. I so see. that led a lot of to a lot of Seth's OCD tendencies and mm -hmm. finding things. So <laughs> yep. while everyone else is imagining the world. He's kind of like, well, I got to clean up and he's doing little things to distract himself. So we played a lot with that and, uh -huh. and different sad faces. That was a lot near the end of the season. The cake and everything. <laughs> yeah. so, right, we're going to do 10 different takes of you got to look this sad. Now look more sad, look less sad. So that was fun. <laughs> <laughs> that's awesome all right um katie any uh anything that uh didn't uh that that was kind of didn't go according to the script that actually you thought oh you know ashley i like the way that that turned out we'll just keep that take yeah we stayed pretty close to the script most of the time except at the table i feel like while they were playing the game there was a lot more room for like what would you actually do right now in this moment? Because when we're on location at like some other place, we can, we have to be pretty like we got to go, you know, we have so much time. But at the house, we were able to have a little more freedom. And uh, 
So there were a few things, especially things that, yeah, Mackenzie says, well, she's DMing. Some of that was improvised and she just had a blast with it. Every actor is so different. Some actors love to improvise and some don't. So it's it's kind of funny. But um, but the moment that stands out to me that was totally made up in the moment was um, in the Candlelight episode, um, she brings out these little candles and puts one in front of each character. And that was totally something we hadn't planned. We had asked the props person to bring candles, but he was like, I happen to have five that are different elements. And we were like, oh, that's like the characters. And <laughs> so I told her, I'm like, why don't you choose who gets what one and like say something about it? And she was like, oh, okay. And she just did it. And it was brilliant. And we kept it and I loved it. So. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Awesome. All right. Um, Chris, I'll jump back to you. Yeah, question for uh for Tim actually. Uh do you do you play uh Dungeons and Dragons outside of uh this uh show and if so, you know, what kind of uh classes and characters do you like to play? <laughs> I do. I do actually. Um <clears throat> I have a very good buddy who uh got me into Dungeons and Dragons with him uh back right after high school. So I've been playing it on and off with him for years now. Uh, my go-to classes are Ranger and Paladin, but I mostly swing towards Ranger. Um, I've never gotten the hang of magic. I just, doesn't make sense to me. And I always, my wizard always dies <laughs> before you can do anything with his magic. So stick with my good old bow and arrow because I know I'm good with that. But yeah. Tim, it's but just I, like your character. I didn't know you played a ranger. <laughs> oh <my God>. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I was kind of curious as to, you know, on the class side, how much you'd relate to, you know, the character that you play uh, in Inner World. So I actually tend to, to fall more towards uh, magic users, sorcerers, mm -hmm. wizards, or whatever uh, myself. And you're right. Some of it doesn't make sense, and you do die a lot. Uh, <laughs> but uh, I don't know. I, I always enjoy it because you can sometimes have a little bit, a little bit of fun with it. But uh, I am trying out more tank type classes uh, these days. So because uh, I'm getting a little bit tired of dying. So <laughs> <laughs> your other party has to protect you. Where are right, they? Right. Right. <laughs> uh, well, They're you know, if I too. stop jumping in the middle of stuff, you know. That's well, it, it's hard. Help. It's hard to protect someone when they jump into a uh, a void that uh, <laughs> yeah. void of non-existence. It's like you, he, he did what? <laughs> it's true. I sense some tension here. I love it. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Bill and I do do have a group together, so uh, it's been fun yeah. as long with uh, Linda. So yeah. Uh, how about you, Katie? Yeah, I am in three games and then I DM another, so it's four games. Wow, busy, busy. <laughs> I don't recommend it. How do you keep that straight? <laughs> yeah, I love it so much, and my first character that in the game I've been playing for three and a half years, which is amazing. And I love it is a warlock and I love him so much. And that's why I wrote a warlock character for Bridget. Okay, so it's, like, it's so fun. <laughs> yeah. I can't imagine what it'd be like being in, in four games. I'm in two, uh, both with Benito and I have trouble keeping them straight. I go there and I'm thinking I'm playing the other character. And then I'm like, yeah. Oh wait, no, this is the other one. It's <laughs> <That's> hard. <laughs> Yeah. Linda, did you have any questions? I know you're kind of busy putting up graphics and stuff, but I thought I'd give you a chance to jump in if you wanted to. No, I was just going to call out the makeup and what a good job they did on their on their make and how much Katie actually looks like a, a male elf. <laughs> well, Jessica, the director, she was like, so we were doing casting and she's like, so who do you want to play Veramus? And I was like, 
I'm playing Pyramid. And she was like, what? And I'm like, yeah, that was the plan. Oh, it's like because each of us, you know, imagine ourselves as a kid. And so she was like, "All right, let's do it." <laughs> That's you awesome. a good one. Thank you. Thank you. <laughs> um, well, uh, along the lines of characters uh, for each of you, what uh, was the most fun scene for you to play, and what was the most challenging scene? Hmm. I think my most fun scenes were really in these scenes with Paige. Yeah. Paige was really fun to work off of. Um, she's just a lovely human being. So it was yeah. just it was a joy to be in a scene with her. Um, Seems like you two had a really good chemistry. We did. We did. Yeah. Uh, challenging, but in a good way, uh, were scenes with, uh, with uh, uh, Kate Pryor. Because it was, I got so used to, because we did all, most of like all my scenes with Paige first. So I got so used to being with Paige and developing that relationship. So then we had to go back to the past one, which probably ended up helping showing the them uh-huh. uh, that those two characters having to fall apart. Because I just remember like the first day being like so intimidated by her acting. So I was like, oh, okay, now I got to step it up. Aww, <laughs> and, then, and I remember just being like, you're not Paige. Who are you? Get out of that seat. <laughs> That's so funny. And they're very different people and both so wonderful. Right. It's really funny. <laughs> <laughs> All right, Katie, how about you? Um, it was tough sometimes to not to like just focus on acting and not worry about like, okay, are they getting the shot right? Like, are they, well, who's doing what? Like kind of watching everyone else. Cause I'm so mm-hmm. used to like, oh, I can just focus on myself. But when it's your project, you're like always kind of thinking about like, okay, we have two minutes to get the scene. We have to whatever. Um, so it was a challenge sometimes to shut that off and just be like, okay, focus on my character and what I'm doing. Um, but uh, it was really fun too, to get to do that. And I think the most fun scenes, um, <laughs> uh, I, I probably with me and Gabby, um, she, <laughs> uh, Jessica and I are so different people and we work so well together though. Um, but our scenes together were always just like exciting and so tense at the same time. I know. <laughs> Especially that one where you're pun- punching the punching, the punching bag. bag. It was yeah, like, yeah. yeah. <laughs> it's just the epitome of how different our characters are. And that was really, really fun and exactly like kind of what I imagined for those two. So those are <laughs> nice. Nice. Um, so, uh, Tim, for your character, Seth, in season two, and I I'm sh- know you haven't seen the script and know what's going on yet, but if you, you know, had uh, an optimal path for your character's arc, what do you see him possibly doing in season two? Um, <clears throat> I mean, I'm assuming you don't know what's going on, so I'm not asking for spoilers. Right. I'm just saying, you know... <laughs> I'm like he does know, but he probably won't give too many spoilers. Oh, okay, good. <laughs> like, um, that is a good one without spoiling anything. Uh, <laughs> I think just more of just seeing Seth breaking out of his little kind of sheltered shell, and just I mean, he may not be able to imagine everything as everyone else, but I. But realizing that doesn't mean he can't be a part of everything. So it's a little bit more of that all right yeah all right yeah and um speaking of season two and the characters arcs i wanted a lot of input from the actors because now they know their characters just as well as i do you know like i wrote them to start with but then they 
became their characters. So like, I really wanted each of them to tell me what they thought their arc would be. And I took that really into account um, on how I wrote it. So, uh, so that was such a blessing to get to have that from each of them too. Nice. Nice. So on, on the characters, as this, as this continues to develop and you write this story, do you see where you would potentially add even more people into into the group or, or expand that world in any way and, and uh, opportunities for other guests to come in and and surprise change the storyline or something like that yeah uh season two will definitely feature a few more side characters and okay. people from various people's pasts and things um mm -hmm. so yeah that definitely comes into play now that we've established these characters we're like okay we're gonna trickle in a few other okay. complications <laughs> excited to see that yeah. <laughs> well, um, my next question, I guess, for Katie. So for someone that might be interested in starting their own web series, can you speak to some of the challenges you face bringing the series to life and how you overcame them? Oh, yes. Well, if it, first of all, just do it. Just make it happen. Um, <laughs> I have never once regretted um, doing this, and I'm so happy that I did. Uh, there, there are a lot of challenges for sure. And um, I think the big one is finding the right people to work with. Once you find a good supportive group of people that really believe in the story you want to tell, then it's all going to be awesome from there. But if you find the wrong people or they're not, um, they don't understand why you're telling the story or whatever, for various reasons, um, people can be the toughest part, I think. So I was so happy to have a group of people that really worked well together and brought this to life in the way that I wanted it to be. Um, but of course, there's other very practical challenges like um, money and time, <laughs> Get, getting people in the same space at the same time and figuring out how to um, pay for all the things you need is really tough. Um, but we we just made it happen and we went in with the attitude that like we're going to make this happen no matter what. But the mm -hmm. more support that we get, the better, of course. So um that's how i'm always going to look at it is just like we will find a way it just might not always be the easiest way um yeah and you uh, you did a fundraiser right to get mm -hmm. uh, season one done and you're doing that for season two as well right and uh yeah, yeah so where's so if people are interested in you know uh contributing to that where would they go to uh contribute to help you uh, fund season two Yes, well, our Indiegogo right now is done for season two, but you can oh. always go to our website, innerworldseries.com. Um, there's a donate button on there. Or just helping like by spreading the word and telling other people about the series really helps immensely. Uh, and the more, of course, the more people subscribe on YouTube, someday we can make money maybe through there, but uh, <laughs> we need so many people first. So, so that's the ultimate goal. So just spreading the word is so great. Um, but if people want to help financially, they always can through the website too. So now, do you see this um, <clears throat> series as going on beyond season two? Is your is it your intention to make it just sort of like a continuing thing, or are you planning to wrap it up in season two? Boy, that's always the question. Um, yeah, we whenever I get together with the actors, we have such incredible ideas. Like I have so many ideas for future seasons. However, again, the time and the money is um, a difficult thing. And uh, so I wrote season two to be, I wrote it in such a way that it could end at the end of season two, or it could go on. Like, I think it has a satisfying ending, but it also, there is definitely more story to tell. So 
Um, so I think it could go either way. Uh, I think it depends how much support and people, how, how much people love the season will like, probably determine it. <laughs> okay. Yeah. Um, so, uh, Tim, a question for you. Um, do you have any interest in eventually directing a show, shows, or a, or a show? Oh, yeah. Yeah. Uh, I, I love creating. Um, my big passions are, are science fiction, actually. So I would love to do stuff along those lines. I'll leave fantasy to the masters like Katie. But <laughs> I'd love to do something science fiction related. That that's my that's my hopes and dreams there. All right. Let's do it, Tim. That'd be so cool. <laughs> uh Chris. Uh nothing more at this time. I was actually just checking out uh where to donate. Uh since you brought it up, I'll donate right now. Oh, thank you. Oh my <laughs> nice. gosh. So sweet. <laughs> All right. Um, anything else, uh, Katie, that you want to add about the series or uh, uh, any uh, little uh, teasers for season two to kind of get what people's appetite or? Oh, boy. Oh, no. Keep, <laughs> it, I want to just keep it pretty close to the vest right now. I'm, I'm assuming we'll see more of um, Seth and Mackenzie's relationship play out here uh, yes. in season two. For sure. Where do they go from here? Um, yeah. All of these characters have things they need to work through, and they're going to start to get more and more challenged by these things. Um, and things in the game uh, will continue to reflect like what they're struggling with in the real world, but will just keep escalating the way that a D&D campaign is. You know, I you see. go from like, oh, we're going to fight this random bandit to like, uh oh, we're fighting you know, a, a whole kingdom or a god or whatever. So so those kind of escalations will happen, and that's exciting. <laughs> nice. Yeah, it was kind of nice to see in the as the uh, series progressed how, you know, they're, each of them are going through these struggles in their life. Um, but when that text comes through to remind them about the game that night, you know, they all mm -hmm. kind of smile, and they're all looking yeah. forward to that, <laughs> that break away from reality, right? So. Yep. That was they all cool. need it for different reasons. Yeah. 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 All right. Aww. Well, cool. <laughs> yeah. Well, thank you guys for uh, coming on, talking to us about Inner Worlds. And uh, again, Katie, you want to give us the website so that uh, they can go check it out? Yes, innerworldseries.com. From there, you can find all of our social media stuff. If you want to watch the show, it's free on YouTube. You can just look up Inner Worlds and you'll find it on there. Uh, I can't thank you all enough for the support. And thank you so much for having us here. You're welcome. Thank you guys for yep. bringing us the show. It was great entertainment, great fun to watch, especially for anyone that likes to play D and D. They'll they'll see this and they'll I think they'll love it. So yeah. check it out. So anyway, thank you guys very much. And uh, yeah, with that, I think we'll go ahead and wrap it up for today, and uh, we'll uh, look forward to the premiere of season two. Yes, thank you. <laughs> Thanks for listening to this episode of the Galactic Driftwood Podcast. For more information and past episodes, please visit our website at galacticdriftwood.space or subscribe to us on YouTube. And now, please deactivate your cranial downlinks, collect your towels, and be sure to watch your step as you exit our gravity well.